Today, we're talking about five ways to help your youth ministry meetings suck less. Welcome to the Ministry Coach Podcast, your number one podcast and YouTube channel for youth ministry resources. My name is Jeff Lascola, and this is Kristen Lascola. And today we're going to talk about how you can make your youth ministry meetings suck a lot less. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was impossible to title this how to make your meetings not suck because to me, meetings suck. always suck. <laughs> uh, so this is just how to make them suck less. Maybe you're a meeting person and you just love them. Oftentimes, I feel like leaders do like meetings. Some of them. Uh, but I am not a leader who likes meetings. Uh, it could be the three in me. I was looking at Instagram last week and it said one of a three's biggest pet peeves at work is a meeting that could have been an email <laughs> because we hate wasting time. And we're going to unpack uh, five ways to make your meetings suck less. Meetings are usually part of the work place. So they're probably not going anywhere, but right. um, here's how we can make them suck less. So number one, answering the question what needs to be a meeting and what doesn't? I think um, that is a very critical question to answer when you want to convey information. Um, having to strategize the best way to get this across. Is this like the three Enneagram thing? Is this just an email or do we really need to set aside time and find right. something in our schedule and sit down together and talk about this? And maybe we do depending on what it, cause if it's like, Oh, it's just going to be so much back and forth of sharing ideas. It'd be so much better to have a conversation. That's probably a cue. Yeah, we need a meeting, right. but if it's just me having to tell you something and it's not really has anything to do with your participation, right. <laughs> then it can be an email. Or a and voice if, memo. <laughs> a voice memo, a text, whatever. But be careful of not having meetings that really could have been communicated another way more effectively. So most of the time, I feel like a lot of us find ourselves in standing meetings, though. So it's like we meet with the staff every Wednesday. Yeah, no we, matter what, that meeting yeah, is scheduled. It's just scheduled. Then we meet with this team on Thursdays. We meet with this team, you know, whatever. So here's a clue. If you are running that meeting and you're finding it difficult to fill your time, then that could mean a few things. It could mean number one, you don't need to meet like we just <laughs> talked about. It could be communicated quickly in another way, or maybe you need to meet less frequently. I'm in a standing meeting that used to be every single week. And then I think it got to the point where we all realized this could probably be an every other week thing. And it works just as well. And we, you know, I really look forward to the off weeks and the same amount of things are being communicated right. or maybe the meeting needs to be shorter. Yeah. So if you're finding a hard and we're going to talk about this, unpack this a little bit more as we go. But again, if you're finding it hard to fill your time, uh, that could just mean it needs to be a, a shorter meeting, which I promise you, nobody, nobody minds a short meeting. I don't know why leaders feel like they like, I almost feel like it's a self-importance thing. If I'm being really honest mm. that it's like, well, I, there's a lot to do and a lot to share and a lot to say. A lot and of I, wisdom I need to impart. Right. And it's like, it kind of feels like, 
what was that about? If it was a short meeting, I promise you when our meetings get out early, I'm like hot dog. You know, I'm very excited (laughs) because there's things I could be doing that I'm excited. It's like when you get out of class early, like when you were a kid, like or in college, the teacher just... Yeah, they didn't like, let me out of class early as a kid. But I, in yeah, I was going to say, I guess not as a kid. That's like government regulated. But like to get out at three. College, you guys can get out at noon, do whatever you want for the next three hours. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> but you know, like college, yeah. sometimes your professor would let you out early. Or just the class got canceled. You're like, yes! You're like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest day of my life, you know? I and paid I, for this and I don't want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I think as adults, we feel the same way. Like, I mean, I think if I'm honest, you'd be very hard pressed to find someone who genuinely loves meetings and looks forward to it all the time. And the reason is because now that chunk of time is being dictated by somebody else. And that's the way I look at it. It's like, there's probably some necessary stuff here. So I have to discipline myself to like, okay, there's some good stuff. I'm going to walk away with something. I'm going to learn something. This was necessary, but it takes a mental discipline for me not to be like wishing I was doing my own thing right. and getting my own work done and working on my own projects and stuff like that. So I think the only type of jobs where that were meetings, most people would probably be like, that's fine. Is if they're a set number of hours that they I was going to say, if you're on the clock and it's like, Cool. I and, didn't have and there's to. no deadline at yeah. that like, well, this is taking up the time that I would normally do this. Then it's like, yeah, have as many meetings as you want. I don't care. I'm clocking out at five regardless. Right. So talk away. But when yeah. you do have deadlines or, or uh, you know, midweek programs and Sunday sermons and things like that, you need it's like I only have a set amount of time uh, to plan those and things, especially when meetings are on the same day as your program. And yeah. you're just like. I know you don't have anything going on tonight, but I do. (laughs) So this kind of pulls us into number two is that meetings need to have a purpose beyond just getting together. And this is a pet peeve of mine with meetings of like, did this serve an actual purpose? Because a lot of leaders are like, you know, it's just good to get everyone together. Here's my pushback on that. If you'd like to get together with me, please actually get together with me and let's do something, (laughs) not sit and pretend we're having a purposeless meeting and that we're calling that relational time. To me, meetings are for a purpose. We need to plan something or, you know, we're going to get into some of meeting purposes later, but okay. But if the purpose is relational and fellowship and time together, the meeting is not the environment for that let's go do something and I will fellowship with you and we all have so much fun. And I believe there is so much value in relationship among teams and we need to be spending time together. We can't just bury our heads in our work, but do not call me to a meeting (laughs) and then try to check off your relational box. Like I don't relate over meetings. I relate over fun. It's like, Oh wow. We talked for two hours about nothing. Oh wow. We spent time together. No, let's go for coffee. Let's go on a bike ride. Let's go for like, go out to lunch. Let's play a game. Let's do something actually fun. You can't like exchange fun for meeting and meeting for fun. Those two things to me do not exist together. So does that make sense? Yeah. Cause otherwise you're kind of saying a relational portion of this meeting is the one minute or 30 seconds or less that you get to talk about what's going on in your life. And then we'll move on to the next person. Right. It's like, mm, wasn't really that personal. No. Yeah. And so it's to me, it's not used for that. It's used for its purpose. So its purpose might be this, is it information? So ask yourself this question. Why am I having this meeting? Is it to be informative about something like 
uh, training? Is there a training that needs to happen? Problem solving? Like there's some issues that come up and it's just too much to go back and forth over email. Problem solving, global issues that affect everybody together, future planning, Uh, because everybody wants to be able to answer this question at the end of the meeting. Was my presence here necessary? So I think as a leader, you have to be a good steward of who, who needs to be here and who doesn't, because there's nothing worse than sitting through like a two hour meeting and you're like, cool, I'm kind of in the loop, I guess, but none of that affected me. I can't solve any of those problems with you. And so if it's like a specific thing you're trying to move forward and you might need to ask yourself, does this need to be a separate meeting of just the people that are on this project or involved in this or have something to contribute? Because by just saying, well, the whole team, well, the whole team doesn't need to plan this one particular event maybe Mm. because half of them aren't even going to be there has nothing to do with them or you know whatever it might be and so i think if we can answer that question who needs to be there um that'll help us with the purpose too is like well if i'm having everyone here then the purpose of my meeting needs to be for everybody for everybody yeah right and i think And I don't want to judge motivations of leaders and stuff like that. But sometimes I feel like it's a little lazy because you just want to catch all like this is my meeting or just doing it (laughs) instead of like, oh, great. Now I have to plan these multiple meetings. It's like you just want to. All right. I'm going to talk it all at you, all of you about everything for the whole week. Ready, go. You, I need to talk to you about this, blah, blah, blah. And everyone else is just sitting there. You, we need to talk about this. And I've been in those meetings where I'm like, if if all you're talking, like, this is like your big catch-all peanut gallery, I'm sorry, you probably should plan individual meetings with each of us throughout the week, not just have every single person here and trying to talk about every single thing. Like, the point of a meeting is collaboration, that we could not have accomplished this unless we were all together. So those are all side little things that need to happen, which could add up to a lot, but welcome to leadership. It's a lot of conversations you have to have with people. (laughs) doesn't mean you have to drag everybody into your (laughs) meeting with them about it. If it doesn't affect them, I think that's a little road to like uh, complacency and stuff like that. So just my opinion. You do you, but that's my opinion (laughs) and my personal experience. So um, I think the more specialization that you can have, you know, it has the more, it has the most impact. So number three, um, start and end on time. Mm. So just because a leader has margin doesn't mean the people attending have margin. And I can't tell you how many times I have rushed to get to a meeting to make it on time. And I'm like, oh no, it starts at this time. I'm running a couple of minutes late and I'm like rushing. Oh, forget my lunch. I'll just figure out something. And then we're just chilling for like 15 minutes. I'm like, what? (laughs) Like the meeting started 15 minutes ago. If you want to hang out, There is another thing called let's hang out. If you are telling me we're having a meeting, I'm showing up for the meeting. You know, so I think as leaders starting on time is being responsible with other people's time. Again, you can't filter it through. Well, like we're just going to kind of chit chat. I got nothing better to do today. Right. But it's like. (laughs) 
I have scheduled my day to a T. So what came right before this and what is coming right after that? And that kind of brings us to making sure you end on time. You know, if you cannot communicate what you need to communicate in the allotted time, shame on you. Like you're the one who needs to keep the conversation on track or just say, well, I guess we're out of time. We can pick this conversation up next time because you didn't manage the meeting time correctly. Mm -hmm. So it should get out when you say, because people now it's a ripple effect of their next obligation that comes right after you. And I have an opinion on timing of meetings is so I feel like if it's a team meeting, anything you should be, anything you need to talk about, if it's like a standing weekly meeting, Mm -hmm. not like, okay, we're tackling this big project for the next year. And we, you know, that could be more of a extended meeting and those things come up, but a standing weekly meeting with people you see every single week, like clockwork Anything you need to be able to communicate can be done in one hour. I think Mm. meetings that weekly standing meetings that go over one hour are too long. Mm -hmm. It means there's a lot of fluff in there because it means you're trying to be relational. It means you're trying to solve problems. It means you're trying to do a Devo. It means you're trying to have open discussion. It means you're trying to train. It means you're trying to do too many things. An hour for a weekly standing meeting is like my cap And my mental cap of like, I can't give you anything good after that because I'm done. I'm tired. I can't stay here for two hours. And then if it's like the quick little like team huddle meetings, for me, that's a 15 minute cap. Mm. So like meeting with your leaders before your event or before your program or whatever it might be, I think that is a 15 minute thing. So again, if you're like, oh my gosh, how could you fit it in? That I, to me, I would think you're fitting You're trying to fit everything into a meeting. Again, there's plenty of ways to communicate. So you've already gotten an email or you've already gotten text communication or you've already heard, you know, and we talked about some of this last week. So I think spreading our communication out instead of just like, okay, the weekly meeting, two hours, here we go. Like drinking from a fire hydrant. It's just like, no, your communication can be a little more consistent and uh, dripped throughout the week in different ways so that the meeting can actually serve its purpose. And on the other side of that, I don't think you need to put a cap on like the minimum. It's like if it's scheduled for one hour, but you're at 45 minutes, like, well, all that has been said that needs to be said, then end at 45 minutes. No one will be mad. Right. It'll be so If happy. anybody has something they need to bring up, they'll bring it up. Right. But don't feel the obligations like, well, we got 15 more minutes, so what should we talk about? It's like, no. Give people yeah. the break. Get them out of there. Absolutely. And I kind of combined three and four. So three was start and end on time. And then I just sort of naturally went into number four. Don't try to fit too much in. Mm. Uh, so if you're numbering them, don't try to fit too much in is number four. And that's with the one hour maximum for team meetings, 15 minutes for the little team huddles. Um, And then lastly, in number five, you should not be the only voice in the room. If you find that you as the leader are the only voice in the room at meetings, that's a pretty dead giveaway that could have been an email because Mm. it means this is not collaborative. This is like, and there's some trainings that need to be done in person. I understand that. But I'm talking about like those weekly standing meetings. If it's just the you show, it's kind of like says to the other people, why are we even here? Like, I don't know. I think meetings need to lean on collaboration 
everyone's voice needs to be heard. Everyone needs to walk away again with that purpose or that feeling of my presence actually did have a purpose here. Right. And I think like you could even get creative and why not have one of your other like key leaders run the meeting? Why not have them write the agenda? I'm, you might learn something from like the perspective of where they sit. I sit in a lot of meetings where like the leader will have someone bring the topic of discussion or the question or the Devo or something like that. And it kind of spurs the conversation topic of discussion. Why are meetings so long? Let's (laughs) go around. (laughs) Are they so long and here i think here's the bottom line and we can kind of wrap up with this as leaders i don't know if this is a blind spot or what but meetings to me and what i've seen they don't fill anyone's tank Hmm. they they drain the tank and so I think leaders think, all right, we're we're meeting and we were all together and but it's not the same as spending time together because it's not filling anyone's tank. So never mistake meeting for relational time, tank filling, life-giving, yeah. anything like that. It is necessary part of the job. We have to get together and work on things, but typically that weekly standing meeting is more of a drain than a life give. So I think being intentional and responsible with the time and the purpose and all of that can help curb the drain a little bit. But yeah, if there is no shame in canceling a meeting because you don't need to, you know, it's like people will be very happy and feel like they just got some time back. So if you love meetings, <laughs> I'm sorry, not. this is not the episode for you. Just uh, delete. Yeah. But. One of my pet peeves is when you, if if a leader does give, like everyone go around the room and say, you know, what did you do this weekend or whatever, which if you want to connect like that, that's your method of operation, whatever. But when I it's never like, feel closer to anybody, you after don't feel that. closer. But also when they say, you know, you know, make it quick, you know, within 30 seconds or within a minute. And it's like, you go around and there's six, seven people that share. And then all of a sudden the leader, it's like, well, now it's my time. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you about my entire summer vacation, everything I did yeah. from the last 20 years. I'm talking <laughs> for 40 minutes. You, 20... you peons only get 30 seconds, but I have the Are floor. we bitter? Are we bitter? We all, we all have experienced <laughs> that. Don't be that leader like where it's like yeah yeah you're under a clock but i get this yeah stage i've definitely been t- in those <laughs> meetings where the leader like overshares and you're just like uh-huh, uh-huh it's like so basically you asked us so that you could feel okay sharing what you did so yeah and I mean, be careful as a leader i think sometimes we think people aren't picking up on our little <laughs> tricks of like i'll make them feel important by letting them share and then i'll I'll hit the home run right? or, you know, or setting them up for a weird question of like, do you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, why don't you guys chime in? And then you like come in and with, no, here's the real yeah, answer. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, are you, do you feel better about yourself now? I well, hate like the, the questions where it's like, it's so obscure. Like, what is, what is the number? Let me ask you all this. What is the number one thing churches are lacking these days? Um, oh, this, this prayer, is, no, 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 no. Do you know what it is? Pelicans flying over their church. And here's why you're like, oh, <laughs> like anyone would have known that. But you posture, you position the room so that you're the genius. Right. You were all, no, you're I'm all like, wrong. You're all morons. Uh, 
<laughs> Give me a this break. This was this was a very negative episode. Uh, <laughs> We're so mad. We have so much meeting trauma. No, that is why you can't have your meetings suck. All right, let's do something <laughs> fun. Let's do something Wah. fun. This is going to be the Fabulous Four trivia game. Yay! And this is uh, early 2000s trivia. Cool. So see how well you, you do in that. Cool, cool, cool. It's time for some fun. Let's play the Fabulous Four trivia game. Yay! So this is number one. In 2003, Beyonce released her first solo apart from solo album apart from Destiny's Child. Who else was in Destiny's Child? Michelle Williams. And I can never remember that other girl. No, Kelly Rowland. Kelly Rowland? Rowland. Yep. Okay. And Michelle Williams? Yep. That's it. Good job. <laughs> One right. Kelly! It, when I said Michelle, I was picturing Kelly. So then... Classic mistake. I was like, wait, Kelly Rowland? She even did a little solo thing for a while. Yeah. Didn't quite take off the same as Beyonce. But in 2005, the American version of The Office debuted. In what city and state is the, is the show supposed to be located? The American version? Yeah. Scranton, Pennsylvania. Good job. I was worried you weren't going to know the state. Uh, let's see. The brothers Nick and Drew Lachey made up half of what boy oh, band? Gosh. These are so easy. Let's see. You got mad degrees. at me when I got, made them harder the other time. 98 degrees. Okay. In 2004, a documentary called Super Size Me. In 2004, the documentary called Super Size Me debuted, and the creator went 30 days of eating fast food solely from this chain. McDonald's. Wow, these are way too easy. Way too easy. Let me know what you guys got correct. If you went four out of four like Kristen did, or if you missed any, let us know what ones you missed in the comment section below. And now we're going to do a community comment of the day. Bum, ba, da, da. Why is it never right, readily available on my phone? Okay, here we go. This comes from Pat Movey, who is also known as Matthew Povey, who says, you guys always do a great job. It feels like we are old friends. Blessings. Oh, that's a sweet feeling. Yeah. I, I friends. Uh, I, I hope. He probably doesn't want to be friends with us after this episode. He's like, <laughs> wow, what a bunch of. I take back what I said. <laughs> negative, <laughs> like <laughs> dream killers. <laughs> But I bet you Matthew does not enjoy long, useless meetings. Yeah. So he probably He's relates. probably on our side. <laughs> it's us versus the meetings. Thanks us for... and Matt versus the meetings. Thank you for your comment, Matt. We appreciate you leaving a comment. If you guys would like to leave a review, we would really appreciate it on our Apple podcast or Spotify, because I do believe you can leave reviews there now. Or you guys can leave us a comment on YouTube. And we really appreciate it. Why? I'm... Or you can send us a mail. Or, or email us at ministrycoachpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what episode that you have any ideas for. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening and, and we we'll will see, see you next time. time.